Hello and welcome everyone to this week's episode in which we talked about exchange coins slash exchange tokens. We've interchanged using that lingo quite a bit in this episode, so we're talking about the same thing. Um, a quick brief overview. An exchange coin or token is a cryptocurrency that represents the company that it stands for. So BNB is an example of that. It's the cryptocurrency for Binance. Then there's CRO, which is for crypto.com and the exchange crypto.com so in this episode we've talked about why we like exchange coins and what kind of value we think they represent which is why we like them and we also talked a little bit about what's happening with binance right now since it is under attack from a bank and another province and it is just uh, kind of in the gray zone with respect to um, its compliance so there's that and how that is impacting bnb and how we are perceiving it will be impacting bnb so that's that's what you will hear us talk about in this episode besides that still keep in mind july 13th is an important date as well as july 30th that's when two cool things are going to roll out and keep your eyes and ears peeled for it awesome well without further ado let's begin the episode The thoughts and opinions expressed by Keegan Francis, Murgakshi Palway, and the guests interviewed on the Go Full Crypto podcast are solely their own. The content discussed are intended to be for informational purposes only. So there's a particular kind of token out there, and it's we, we like to label it as an exchange token. And to give you an example of an exchange token, there's BNB or Binance Coin, there's CRO, Crypto.com Coin, there's KuCoin, KCS, there's FTX. For the FTX exchange, there's Huobi token, um, and I'm not sure the ticker for that. There's Leo, there's all sorts of them. And what are they? What is their purpose? Do they serve a function? Where does the value come from? Uh, I'd like to discuss all of these questions today. I'm sure a number of our listeners are invested in one or more of these exchange kinds of tokens. And if you're not, then you might at least be a little curious to know what incentive there is to invest in these tokens. So, Murga, where do you think that we should start this conversation? Because it's actually kind of a big topic, exchange tokens. It sounds like a very existential topic for those tokens too, because the questions that you asked were, what am I? Where did I come from? What value do I provide to this do world? Do I have any value at all? Who? What is I? Yeah, I was just like, wow, these tokens really <laughs> seem to be going through an existential crisis. Um, so, okay. Just, well, one of them is, actually. One of them is. Yeah, Binance. Binance has been under attack, for lack of a better way to put it, from regulators and businesses. Like, for example, Barclays is a UK-based bank. Um, I, I googled them and it says that they're a universal bank, whatever that means. But they <laughs> have just... Uh, whatever that means. Whatever that means. Uh, they outright are stopping their users from depositing money onto Binance to protect their money. That was that was what they said. That was the statement they said. So Barclays put out a statement saying that they, the account holders of, uh, of people that have accounts... Sorry, people that have accounts with Barclays... Barclays is preventing them from moving any money out of Barclays into Binance. Yes, to protect what a, their money. To protect 
Whose money? Like Barclays money no, or their the customers, customers money? money oh, yeah. so allegedly to protect their customers money. Well, that is the, that is the statement. Yeah. Okay. But is it just Binance or is it also for other exchanges? No, it's just Binance. But the, the other slew of regulatory action has been from oh, the UK, of course, from like the government body, uh, but also Ontario. Why, why did you say of course? Um, I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just going away and of blaming course. governments. <laughs> um, but Ontario, so the largest province by population in Canada, um, also did it. Um, and here in Canada, we have. Um, Hang on. Did what? Uh, they told Binance to shut down their operations by December thirty first, twenty twenty one. Why is Binance under attack? Because that. So that's a good question. I think it's because of their futures and derivatives trading side of their business. Uh, because that is among the more regulated side of uh, of trading and you mean, fi financial exchanges in the first place. You mean unregulated side? No, the more regulated side. Oh, so derivatives. Derivatives uh, or margins or anything like that. Yeah, those okay. are on the more regulated side of anything um, because there's it involves debt and taking on more risk. And yeah, so the, the regulators, like their job is to protect customers or protect users, protect the citizens of the country that they create the legislation for. And uh, Binance kind of has one platform that's all like it's a it's, it's well-organized, but it's mishmashed, right? They can't really unstick uh, their derivatives trading platform from the rest of the service offerings. Hang on. So I have two questions here. The yeah. first one is you said that derivatives and margin trading and anything that involves taking on debt and taking on more risk is more regulated more regulated like can you complete that sentence in the crypto world in the fi financial world in the like yeah so what you completed my own sentence so okay. in in the crypto world and in the financial world but when you say more regulated though do you mean that that part of uh like cryptocurrency exchanges that part of uh like you making use of money to make more that needs extra regulation or that is the one of the only things that is not in the gray that is definitely black and white this is how you do it this is how you do it when it comes to regulations yeah there's there's definitely well-defined rules put out by regulators for how companies offering derivatives and margin trading to their customers need to uh, conduct their business there's so is it reporting requirements yes that, okay so but only reporting requirements or also a code of conduct or something that either gives exchanges the permission to allow their customers to do derivatives trading if they want to so my understanding is that in order for someone to to trade derivatives on a platform they must qualify or prove that they are knowledgeable enough to do so, or uh, for lack of a better way to put it, rich enough to do so, right? You need to be an accredited investor, for an example, to invest in uh, in any investment that you want. Um, and that kind of shuts out the lower end of uh, the income spectrum from being able to invest in whatever an investment they want. Now, with derivatives and, and, and whatnot, you need to qualify by um, demonstrating that you have reached some some threshold of knowledge that demonstrates that you know what you're doing. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And my second question was, now I forget because <laughs> I, I thought of it a while ago. Uh, okay, go on. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we started this conversation off by talking about exchange tokens, and then we kind of got into the weeds with, uh, with how Binance is actually under attack, so to speak. Uh, Japan is another country that's regulating Binance a little heavily right now. 
Uh, I know, I think it's uh, New York uh, fired against Binance um, in just just New York, though, because each state has their own way of regulating. But needless to say, Binance is under attack and we've yet to really see any meaningful movement in uh, in the expected direction in the price of BNB, their token. Right. And that's kind of that's kind of weird because you would think that if the exchange is under attack and it's losing users and there's less users on the platform, that the the core token of the exchange would also go down. Um, so yeah, I kind of want to move this discussion into more of like a Q and A uh, there, Murga, with with you like kind of probing me, asking me about <laughs> what exchange tokens are and what their function is, so that we can get back on track. Okay. Yeah. What are exchange tokens, Keegan? Wow, very, <laughs> very well, well probed. Um, right, yeah, exchange tokens are like I've heard them described as the stock of the company that's offering them. Right, so BNB kind of feels like the stock of, of Binance.com, or CRO kind of feels like the stock of Crypto.com, but that's not really the case. These companies have since moved those tokens onto their own independent blockchain, and that seems to be the trajectory for any one of these. Uh, these exchange tokens, which are now indistinguishable from many other cryptocurrencies. So what is the what is the one distinguishing factor between an exchange token and um, other tokens? Yeah, so okay, so if one, yeah, one distinguishing factor. Yes, if Binance.com went down, BNB would cease to have as big of a environment or ecosystem built up around it. I would say that the, the biggest dependence is that the company that these exchange tokens depends upon is, is really the driving factor behind the value of these tokens. That would be the one distinguishing factor because we take something like Zilliqa or Ethereum um, or Bitcoin, any one of these would, there's many companies that contribute to them, any one of which can go down and wouldn't destroy the value of the token or the value offering of the token. But if crypto.com implodes, CRO is, uh, well, I can just, even though it has its own blockchain, crypto.com, the company, is responsible for bringing a lot of the attention and the activity to the network and to the token. Right on. So one distinguishing factor of any exchange token is that it is the value of that token is directly correlated to the value that the company brings to the cryptocurrency industry. That's exactly right. Okay. Yeah. And so you, I think you can actually translate this to a lot of other tokens as well. Like there's a, there's all sorts of tokens on the Ethereum network that represent a share in the DEX, for example, the decentralized exchange or in some other swapping protocol. And those are kind of like exchange tokens. If you use the definition or that, that large distinguishing factor that I just articulated, which was if the company behind them, developing them, bringing attention to them goes down, then the token also loses much of its value. Uh, that's not unilaterally the case, but it, it's definitely, it holds true for many of the tokens, right? There's a single development team driving the efforts behind many of these tokens. So why did you choose to uh, focus on exchange tokens as one area of uh, tokens that you wanted to invest in? Oh yeah, okay, so I, I believe that cryptocurrency exchanges play a vital role in the transition to a cryptocurrency-based world. Uh, so we need them right now because they allow people to convert their fiat money, their government issued money 
into cryptocurrency. That's essentially one major role that each and every one of these cryptocurrency exchanges offers. Really? Oh, yeah. No, but that's that's not the question that I asked, though. You asked why am I interested in investing in these tokens? No, I said what got you interested. So, I mean, you can obviously talk about today's time, but I don't want, I'm not, I really don't want to know about what your opinion is of exchange tokens today. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, our audience knows and we've been very um, prominent or are upfront. upfront about our allegiance to looking at Bitcoin as money, not as an investment. So putting Bitcoin aside just as an investment Exchange tokens is something that you have believed in right. throughout your crypto journey, yes. right? And you've looked at lots of other coins as well. So I want to know when you discovered that exchange coins were a thing and when you labeled them as such, what was it that drew you to investigate more into how the tokenomics of exchange tokens work? That's that's kind of a funny question. Um, I, I, I think that these... so. What I said before is these exchanges provide a vital function, which means that I think that they're going to be around for a while. And I just don't see the same thing being the case for many other cryptocurrencies. Uh, the, the company has an incentive to build a community around the token. And that's not the case with other tokens, which, uh, which they monetize. They create, um, like, let's just say a 10 or $50 million token. They pump the price. Uh, the founders dump it, and then that's the end of the story. There's no incentive for them to continue um, creating value for the token. Whereas these companies, they operate differently, right? They they actually. Have, I actually want to stop you there yeah. because you said that they focus around um, forming community, and I, I like I can't say that that's the only thing that they do, or one of the things that they do, and other cryptocurrency tokens don't, because there are so many cryptocurrency tokens that just have a community of people supporting it um uh, like talking about it spreading awareness about it yeah um, and you know i i can't say that exchange tokens are any different than that than normal tokens in that sense for that piece of comparison i think this is the the big piece of comparison binance and crypto.com they both have marketing budgets and the people that go and represent uh, a token of their choice by um, like sharing something on social media or talking about it on Twitter, uh, they don't have those multi-million dollar marketing budgets. And so the community that would form organically around a token happens much more slowly than in the community that forms around a token that has a marketing budget behind it. Hmm. Sure, but doesn't that mean that it might be slow, but it is also advertised and sold too? Yeah, these tokens are absolutely sold to to the community and to to the uh, to the world. And so, like in that respect, it kind of represents something that I don't really love or appreciate, which is advertising in general. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're gonna have to live in a cave if you don't want to be advertised to. Yeah, or put my blinders on and yeah. kind of filter it through. Well, we're we're kind yeah. of straying from the topic though, so I I really want to understand more about your philosophy around sticking to exchange tokens. And initially or earlier in the conversation, you also talked about how uh, Binance is in trouble, and you own some BNB. And like, why do you choose to, or did you choose to sell your BNB? For one, we sold a little bit of BNB recently. And why was like was that because of what Binance is going through? Because if you believe in the exchange, then you will hold their token no matter what. So, what kind of strategy are you using to 
you know, see Binance through the trouble sometimes that they're facing with regulators. Yeah, so this is actually a really set, a really interesting set of circumstances that are playing out. And I just want to lay out a couple of things. First, uh, the exchange tokens in our portfolio make up a really small per- percentage of uh, of our investments. Um, so you said when you stick to exchange tokens, so like, well, we're not really sticking to them in, in like the the macro sense. Uh, most of most of what we have is Bitcoin. Um, the second thing I wanted to address is uh, actually, can you ask your question again? I sometimes get lost with this and you got to put me back on track. For sure. Uh, well, what I'm more so wanting to know is it, uh, what, exchange tokens, I guess, what is your short term philosophy on them? Right. Okay. So because if you're, you know, yeah. if you sold, even if it's a small part of our portfolio, if you sold some, then does that mean you don't believe in Binance anymore? Because what was the first thing that led you to buy BNB in the first place? And like, why are you getting rid of it now? Or why are you selling it back into the market just because Binance is going through this small tiff with regulators? Yeah, I'm really interested to see how Binance works its way through this debacle with the regulators. Um, One of the things that they've done recently is started Binance Smart Chain, which is an independently operating blockchain from binance.com that provides value for the token independently of binance.com which is really cool so i didn't sell all of our bnb because i still think that the token has value even if binance.com goes down now that's a bit of an investment thesis right so my investment thesis for selling a little bit but not all is that in the short term it'll face some downward uh, volatility. And then in the long term, everything will smooth out because uh, Binance, like the, the CEO of Binance himself, uh, CZ, he said that uh, eventually he wants the whole damn company to be decentralized and operate independently. Right on. Of Binance.com, operate independently of him. He doesn't want it to be reliant on him. So he actually really embodies a lot of the, the values that I appreciate about Bitcoin. Um, like he's a Bitcoiner and, and he would tell you the same, but he also believes in running a, a good business, which is why you see thousands of tokens on, on Binance.com. Um, yeah, so I the reason why we got Binance in the first place is, well, my buddy told me to buy it years ago. And, uh, and, <laughs> and you like, did? Sure, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's pick up a couple of these, see what, see what happened. Um, but since then, I've just learned more about Binance and, and CZ and uh, he embodies values that I appreciate. So I'm, I'm willing to see the investment through for, for the next few years. Right on. Crypto.com, on the other hand, they're taking a completely different approach than Binance. Binance grew to its size. Uh, like it's a, it's a Goliath now. It's a Goliath company. It's crazy how quickly they grew because I think they got started in 2017, like in the middle of the bull run. And then they became the largest cryptocurrency exchange basically a year later. No idea how they really did that. But Crypto.com has been around since 2016 not as an exchange, but as like this really niche offering as a crypto credit card, right? Crypto Visa debit card. And they've just now started entering into the exchange uh, side of things. And they seem to just be collecting licenses and approval from regulators, which is the opposite from what Binance is doing. They're just kind of, Binance has like a renegade attitude and crypto.com has like, hey, we're going to comply with every rule and regulation possible. So I still want to learn more about your philosophy behind wanting to invest even, you know, whatever part of your portfolio in exchange tokens, because like, what do you find that different in the value that they represent, you know, 
if compared with another token that represents value in some other fashion. So, so if I was to ask that question to myself, because it feels, <laughs> really feels I'm like I'm a not. Hard time answering yeah, you. <laughs> you really are. That's so strange for you to for you to not be able to answer that. The way that I I think I'm anticipating you to answer it is with an exchange token. There is a lot of um, there's a lot of pieces that add value to make the whole. And what I mean by this is with respect to uh, Ethereum is a good example. You said earlier that if uh, one of the companies that has their token on the Ethereum blockchain, if they go down, it doesn't really impact Ethereum because Ethereum is a, a global supercomputer. But I see a similar sort of um, uh, setup with exchange coins as well, because sure, crypto.com is one centralized entity, but uh, crypto.com also offers a lot of things that contribute to it being a valuable exchange. Same thing with Binance, same thing with a lot of exchange coins. So the reason why I really like exchange coins is because it's it doesn't it's not niche in the sense that there's only one thing that they do. And if that one thing doesn't work, then that's it. The, the coin doesn't have any value. The token doesn't have any value. Uh, an exchange has multiple streams of uh, service that they provide to their customers and multiple streams of um, data that they can collect in order to better serve and better produce their next product, better roll out their next feature. And exchanges also have to continue evolving, continue improving and continue to survive this new industry. That's one of the reasons why I personally like exchange tokens, because they don't not only represent the fact that there is multiple pieces of um, features that are, are being offered, or there, there are multiple ways that an exchange offers value to new customers, but also the fact that they have to keep up to survive. They have to keep up with the regulations. They have to keep up with the industry. They have to keep up with their marketing in order to you know, survive compete. and compete in this very, very new and green um, cryptocurrency industry. And that's that's one of the main reasons why I like exchange tokens or exchange coins. Those what are, are we awesome calling them? Exchange coins. Yeah, exchange coins. Yeah, because, um, yeah. Uh, and even if one of the services that it, an exchange does, uh, sorry, I, that was a really weird sentence. If one of the exchanges that, that one of the services that an exchange offers does fail, that's fine because they have other legs to stand on. And the token itself isn't something that gets majorly impacted, even if it does in the short term. In the long term, it has support from all of the other features that an exchange offers. So I think that makes exchange tokens stand out and distinguishes them from the competition mainly because they stand for the exchange and the exchange offers more than one thing. Those are awesome points, Murga. One thing that I really liked that you said was that they compete with one another. And so so do cryptocurrencies, but uh, you, you still have these, these companies, which are for-profit companies with marketing budgets, and um, they hire really intelligent in, in individuals to put on their executive team to, like Crypto.com's executive team sits there, like, how can we out-compete Binance, right? Like, that, that's basically what they're trying to figure out right now. And I, I just don't see... I see a different kind of innovation and ingenuity um, innovating at the corners of the cryptocurrency realm with the niche cryptocurrencies like Algo or, um, or you know, any one of them, really. Just take your pick. There's smart people out there. Um, but you've got some of the most intelligent business-minded people 
um, which is something that I find that's lacking from cryptocurrencies. You've got very intelligent, business-minded people working at these uh, these companies competing with one another, and the competition helps them both. Uh, Crypto.com comes out with a new offering. Binance has to come up with something similar because if they don't, then they're gonna they're trying they're competing for the same market share. Yeah, well, I've, I don't know if I completely agree with the fact that they're competing for the same market share, but they definitely have their own um, law. They, they also, sorry, yeah, one more thing is they're competing for loyalty, if that's, that's the way right. that you want to put it. Because when they compete for loyalty, um, that's that's when you know that a, a person is going to be with that exchange forever instead of trying to go and sign up for the other one. Too bad we're on both. <laughs> uh, we're, well, we're kind of loyal, loyal to, both. to both, honestly. That's true, but uh, no, I was going to say we're loyal to one other than the other because uh, we're loyal to one over the other because the other just doesn't have what we require. If the other has more offerings that better suit our needs, then there's no reason why we wouldn't switch over. Because at the end of the day, we're going to do what's best for us. And they're competing to offer their customers what they think is best for their customers, which is us at the end of the day. Yeah, right on. That, that makes sense. Yeah. And you said this earlier in the episode um, that exchange coins are akin to stocks in a company. And that just made me think of Google and Amazon and, and Facebook and all of these ginormous companies that are out there. So we know that all of these giant giant companies have rolled out many features that have failed and they have failed miserably, um, but a lot of them have also worked. But the fact that some of these have failed doesn't really mean that their company stock is not valuable anymore. It just means that it was a bump in the road and then they kept going on, they kept evolving and they kept competing and they kept um, exploring new ways to provide value to their customers. And I see that as being replicated in the exchange tokens or I see that attitude being replicated in exchanges and that being represented in exchange tokens, which is why I really like exchange tokens. Nifty. Yeah, I've in, I've interchanged between calling them in exchange tokens <laughs> and exchange coins, by the way, to everyone listening. I'm talking about the same thing. I just I can't make up my mind on what to call them because I don't know what to call them. We just we just call them by the ticker. Simple. Yeah, CRO, BNB. Yeah, I think they are both tokens and coins, though, like the like I don't know, there's not an ex a uh, a standard set by some central uh, body of uh, cryptocurrency definition council or yeah, I would probably say token instead of coin because uh, coin I, implies currency exactly, and even if it is a cryptocurrency, it's not really money. No, but currency doesn't really have to be money because currency can exist in many different ways. There's social currency and there's. Uh, I don't really remember the rest of the kinds of currencies that exist, but <laughs> currency does exist in many, many ways, but money is different. That was a, a different tangent. Anyway, do you have anything else to add? I don't necessarily think I do. Um, I mean, uh, one last thing to add on the whole uh, cr uh, exchange tokens or exchange coins being stock for the company, uh, they don't produce dividends, right? However, since they're really hosted on these blockchains that are proof of stake, both Binance and Crypto.org is uh, Crypto.org for our listeners is the blockchain that Crypto.com coin is deployed on. I know it's really confusing. Crypto.com is the company. Crypto.org is the blockchain. CRO, Crypto.com coin is the native token of Crypto.org blockchain. 
yeah, you're going to have to rewind that and listen to that a couple of times. Anyway, uh, both of these blockchains are proof of stake, which means you can lock up your tokens in exchange for some sort of set uh, return on your investment or APY. So in the case of crypto.org chain, uh, you can get between 14 and 20%. Binance is something similar. And that's kind of like the dividend. So I, I see these companies setting up the tokens and the tokenomics on their respective blockchains in such a way to mirror or mimic uh, stocks. And I wouldn't be surprised if stocks in the future of many companies operate this way and look like this and companies will progressively move their the, the actual stock that represents a share in their company to a blockchain based system in the future. Maybe maybe that's just a prediction, but yeah, I don't know. That doesn't sound very likely. <laughs> um, yeah, that's very interesting. It's a thought experiment. I'm, a thought not, experiment. I'm not willing to experiment with it right now. <laughs> if you have everyone listening, if you have thoughts on this, then definitely share them with us because I'd love to hear what you have to you have to say. All right. Did you have anything else to add to the whole exchange coin thing? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. All you right. Can take us out. All right. Every time you say that, I feel like I have to punch you from the side and, you know, <laughs> like Hulk did in The Avengers when he just punched Loki and he said puny god. No, that was when he threw him around. Anyway, um, we're going to watch Black Widow tonight. I'm super excited. Uh, besides that, everybody, if you have any questions on exchange tokens or honestly just anything else, email us at ready at gofullcrypto.com. We love hearing from you. One more thing, it, we have responded to you and sometimes we haven't received responses back. If you have emailed us, I recommend you check your spam folder or your all mail folder or you know, some sort of folder where our email might, our response might have uh, been sitting for a while. Google has a tendency to uh, do that. Do anything with crypto. Yeah, exactly. I know. We have the word crypto in our domain. So it's like, oh, crypto. <laughs> Can't Must let them spam. see that. <laughs> Must be spam. Exactly. All right, anyway, everybody, thank you for listening. Hope you have a great week ahead and stay tuned for the next episode.